Reporting, you rarely rely on just one person's perspective. Instead, the most honest stories usually come from analyzing a diversity of experiences. When trying to make decisions about my own relationships, I was anxious that basing my romantic choices on only my limited experience and narrow perspective would inevitably mean making terrible mistakes and breaking the hearts of people I love over and over. Or maybe worse, I'd wind up trapped in a relationship that slowly drives me crazy over time. One winter, on a Friday after I got off work writing at the newspaper, I visited the relationship section of a bookstore, looking for some kind of guidance. The dating section of the bookstore during Friday happy hour is a weird scene. But I avoided eye contact and focused on the books. I didn't find much. Almost all the books about relationships are specifically focused on trying to snag a man and get married to him. I don't think that goal-oriented approach to relationships sounds like a good idea. Plus, I'm not so into competitive sports. A couple other books, like The Ethical Slut, Opening Up, and others mentioned in the endnotes of this book, offered refreshing alternative visions of relationships. But they were all pretty focused on one specific type of relationship, and I wasn't sure what kind of relationship was good for me. I wasn't certain what I wanted at all. I wanted to find a book on the relationship shelf that would gather the collective wisdom of what people older, wiser, and braver than myself had learned. I wanted to read about people who have learned the hard way, and how people make decisions in relationships without relying heavily on religion or tradition. That book didn't exist, so I decided to write it. I spent the next two years interviewing nearly 100 people around the United States about their relationships as well as charting my own experiences. Since so many people trusted their darkest thoughts and mistakes to me, I feel that I have an obligation to put myself on the line and get vulnerable as well. During the time that I researched this book, Carl and I went through ups and downs. We talked about our relationship a lot. We had many hilarious adventures. I stole his sweaters. He fixed my bike. All the things I discussed with strangers about relationships were put into personal practice as we tried to build the most healthy, fun, loving, and equitable relationship we could. We could be brutally honest with each other. I told him things about myself and my fears that I had never planned to. In the end, we decided to break up. It was slow, and it was good. I moved out. We saw a counselor. Finally, we talked and cried in a park right next to where someone had graffitied that line of 80s movie wisdom. Be excellent to each other. We were. And now we're great friends. In the meantime, I slept on sofas in Seattle, Vancouver, B.C., Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Madison, New York City, and Boston, and interviewed people in Iowa, Illinois, Idaho, Virginia, Missouri, and all over New England on the phone. I met up with friends of friends in coffee shops, recorded heart-to-hearts with old friends over sandwiches, and one time, 
a group of strangers in Jamaica Plains hosted a polyamory potluck in my honor. This was research I funded myself because I was curious. And let me clearly stress that it was not scientific. It's anecdotal. The focus of this book is very narrow in some ways, being almost entirely about Americans, and is undoubtedly biased by my perspective as a straight-ish, white woman who was raised middle class. Almost every one of the people I talked to were over the age of 25, and only a few were in their 50s and older. Most of them were white, about a quarter were people of color. Many were spiritual or religious, but only a few were practicing. Most identified as either male or female, and most identified as straight, though about 30% were queer, and 10% were transgender or genderqueer. I didn't collect quantitative statistics on how often specific demographics.